What's your inner monologue telling you today? It's telling me to forget how many calories were in that donut I ate for breakfast. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Inner Momologue. My name is Maretta Ryan. My name is Carmel Robeson. And I'm Barbara Davidson. On today's pod, we are going to be going over some stories of the week. I hear we got some tasty treats to talk about today, so that's awesome. And our main topic, and I'm very excited about this, is lying to your kids. Um, so let's start off with some tasty treats because, um, Carmel, I hear you uh, you had some yummy stuff cooking up in the kitchen this week. What what happened? I what went on? did. I've actually had a, a few yummy things cooking up in the kitchen lately, but I... <laughs> I find I got one of the, you know those those magazines from Woolies and Coles and whatnot that they put out and you flick through and you go oh yeah that looks yummy that looks yummy that looks yummy and then six months later you throw it out and you never actually make anything from it. It's like I'm looking into a mirror. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was I was unwell. I was at home on the couch, quite unwell, and um, someone bought me home and they had done some shopping for me and bought me home one. So I flicked through it and I saw um, this orange cake. That looks amazing. I am actually going to make that. Oh, my God. And it was one of the funnest, fiddliest, time-consuming things I've ever made in my life. Oh. Um, but totally worth it because it was really weird. So it was actually a whole orange cake. So I actually boiled oranges for two hours to then puree to make this cake. Oh, my God, you lost me there. <laughs> <laughs> it was really weird but tasted amazing. And when you want – it had this orange syrup on top. And if you heated it up a little bit and put it with, like, vanilla bean ice cream, oh, it was the bomb. Ooh. So good. I'm so glad I made that recipe and I'll absolutely do it again. Wow. Even though it was that Ooh. fiddly and that time-consuming. Well, it didn't – the thing was, the orange is cooked for two hours, but I didn't stand in the kitchen for those two hours. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Okay. The cake cooked for a while, but I didn't stand in the kitchen while the cake was cooking. Okay, so like when the oranges were boiling, they didn't require like constant stirring no. and all that. Okay, all right, no. that's fair. If that makes sense. So it took up a, a large amount of my day, but a very small amount of attention. It was okay. great. It was great. Well, absolutely put that recipe out there because it was so yummy. Oh, excellent. So you've got you've got that recipe then? Absolutely. Nice. Okay, cool. We'll we'll post that to our Instagram. That's at Intermomalog Pod. Um, that's very cool. Do you have any, did you end up taking any photos? Of course I did. I even crystallized some uh, some orange peel to pop on top and make it look all fancy. Wow, look <laughs> at you. Uh-huh. I'm locked down. There's not much else I can do. <laughs> yeah, so instead of sourdough bread, it's uh, it's orange cake. Yep. I like it. Yeah. Ooh, yum. All right, cool. Well, next time I come over to your place, hook me up. <laughs> Done. Absolutely. <laughs> Barbara, did you have anything uh, cooking in the kitchen this week? Yeah, do you know what? It's it's a little bit annoying because we decided, um, so my, my partner and I decided maybe two weeks ago, we were like, right, we need to stop with these desserts. It's getting out of hand. We eat it far too regularly. It's time to just, you know, just calm them down. So we went and did our weekly shop and we didn't buy any desserts. I'm like, this is a great start. 
And that evening, we were just like, oh, I'm just, I could kill for a dessert. And I was like, what have I got in the cupboard that I could just make something yum? Nice. <laughs> and to be honest, I didn't really have too much um, in terms of baking, but I did have, and um, this is part of the recipe, obviously. So I had um, eggs, which was um, always a good start. I had flour. <laughs> I had brown sugar and I had cocoa powder. And I was like, well, I'm going to just make a very, very easy brownie thing. And so I put all those ingredients together, mixed it up, popped it in the oven, took it out. And I swear, and I'm not trying to give myself a big head here or anything. It was the best brownie I have ever had in my entire life. And it had four ingredients. And then I put some peanuts on one side as well, because I kind of like peanuts in my brownies sometimes too. But honestly, and now I'm like, now I have no excuse. Like we've we've got the stuff. My partner knows I can make a really good brownie. (laughs) So it's just gonna, it's just, oh gosh, what am I going to do? How am I going to stop this dessert? But I can't like these, this brownie is (laughs) incredible. (laughs) And it's gooey in the middle. And oh my gosh, I'm actually salivating talking about it because it was so damn good. Did you keep track of Because you could also heat that up and put that with some nice vanilla bean ice cream. Ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) That's Or dollop cream. We found dollop cream worked really well. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's so annoying. But my word, it was so good. And yeah, I kind of kept track of most of the recipe. Um, I can't remember if I put four or five eggs in. So what I might do is I might make another one tonight because, you know, you twist my arm and it's yeah. all in the all in the name of uh, research and science. Um, so I might make <laughs> another one tonight and I'll, I'll, I'll put the recipe up um, by the time this episode airs as well. So it can make the most delicious brownie. And if it's not the most delicious brownie you've ever had, then I'm taking no responsibility for that. Uh, <laughs> that that is completely on your oven. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that was why. That, that so was it's not the operator. We... It's not the operator. It's not no. the author of the recipe. <laughs> no, it's system the error, oven. not to get your system being your, your, your oven or your cooker. Nice. Yeah, but it was delicious. <laughs> well, okay. So thanks for asking. <laughs> well, if you're going to um, remake a batch, please make sure you send us photos. I'll put those on Insta as well. Yeah, oh, yeah, I absolutely so will. Um, I'm not going to lie. I will put a disclaimer out there that um, it is, and I know we had this conversation before, but it is really not good for you. Like it has got so much sugar in it, like an insane amount of sugar. But, you know, you don't have a brownie because you're on a health kick. So yeah. <laughs> you just got to, yeah, you just got to go with it. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well, um, I didn't do any baking this week, but I have a cute little story. Um, so yes, my delightful little four-year-old, almost five-year-old now, actually. Um, yeah, he, he strikes again. Um, so so he has been on this independent streak, which is wonderful, but terrifying at the same time, because he is pushing the limits of what's acceptable for a four-year-old. So um, I wasn't really feeling well the other day and, um, my, and my husband had taken the baby out for a walk. Um, and I told my son, look, mommy's not really feeling well. I'm just going to go lie down in bed for a little while. Um, you know, can you, can you, you know, just play down here? You play with your blocks, play with your Lego, whatever. And he goes, yeah, mommy. Yeah. So I go upstairs. I'm just kind of dozing off to sleep. Um, and he comes up and he, he pokes me and he goes, Mommy, I want a croissant. And I said, okay, well, 
after after I wake up from my little rest, I'm happy to make you a croissant because he loves, you know, croissant with a little butter, a little Vegemite. Um, yeah, he's so friggin' cute. <laughs> so so um, he goes, oh, okay. So, you know, I go back to sleep. I had set my alarm. So I wake up like 20, 25 minutes later. I go downstairs and there's the packet of croissants on the counter. One's missing. There's crumbs everywhere. The Vegemite jar is open. The butter is open. And it looks like somebody went at it with a hacksaw. You know, it's not like that nice swipe of a knife. It's like somebody massacred this thing. There are hacked up strawberries everywhere. Um, There are three different knives. One, uh, they're, they're all like dinner knives. They're not like the super sharp ones. There's one for the Vegemite, one for the butter, and one to cut the strawberries. And it's, and there's like bits of, of strawberry everywhere and an empty plate. And I'm like, buddy, I, th- I thought we were going to wait. What's, what's going on? And he goes, oh, you were taking too long. So I did it myself. <laughs> oh, here's the thing, though. You are going to get the best breakfast in bed. Oh, man, I'm hoping. But here's the thing, though, is that. You know, with, with all, because the only knives that he used were those like, you know, dinner knives that you, you have at the dinner table specifically for like spreading butter and, you know, just, they're, they're not sharp. How the hell did he cut the croissant? Because you need like a, it's, it's bread. You need like a serrated blade to cut it through. So I have no idea what this thing that he made looked like because it was consumed by the time I got downstairs. And so I don't know if he just like ripped it open or mm. slathered the Vegemite and the butter on top. I don't know. And I Still will never know. Place. Yeah. And do you know, you can't be mad at him because he used the knife in the correct way. So it's kind of like, you know, he used it on bread. It's a bread knife. He used it on bread of sorts. So yeah. it's like, do I commend the kid or be like, you can't use knives when I'm not there. <laughs> well, actually, uh, we're, we're cool with him using the, the dull dinner knives. Um, okay. Yeah. So any, anything. Up a lot higher. Well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what we did with like the treats, you know, like the, the cookies are higher and the lollies are higher and, you know, that kind of a thing. But we didn't think croissants would be a problem. <laughs> yeah. So, oh. so uh, our kid is now, you know, fully capable of making his own snack, which both horrifies and delights me. <laughs> I'm actually more irritated that crumbs were everywhere. It's like, come on. But... <laughs> it really was that he didn't vacuum when he was done. Yeah, absolutely. Get the, get the broom, kid. <laughs> well, it sounds like we had a very, very fun week. Um, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back right after this where we talk about lying to our kids. Welcome back. We are talking about lying to our kids. So, Barbara, why are we talking about this today? <laughs> uh, look, I think it's um, a really big topic of discussion when it comes to parenthood. Um, and I think I would probably 
uh, just like to put out there that if any parent right now is listening and they have their children in their car with them or wherever they're listening to this podcast, maybe it's time to pause um, <laughs> and listen to it when your child isn't around because there may be some spoiler alerts in a few <laughs> of the things that we discuss. Um, but look, I think it's a, it's a really it's a really interesting one, isn't it? Because I think it's so deeply ingrained into us to think that lying is wrong. Um, but I actually also think that, um, you know, certain situations, certain scenarios, I think it's really important to lie, um, especially when safety and health and safety is um, is at risk. Um, and the article that we have put into our onto our social media, um, it's, it's quite an interesting one because it actually talks of, you know, it's not just general lying um, just for lying's sake, you know, the, the, the one that was mentioned was about telling children um, the reason about oil being on in car parks because we're trying to teach our children not to just walk out in front of cars. Um, so there's definitely different kind of, I guess, situations that I think actually those kind of little white lies in terms of the safety, because when we're talking to younger children, especially, they don't necessarily understand and you can't always reason with a two-year-old or a four-year-old, or even in, in your case, an 11-year-old, you know, oh. you can't always reason with children. So to try and think of stories, you know, people love a good story um, in terms of, you know, being able to, 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 to make sure your child is safe, um, I don't always think is a bad thing. So it sounds like the the, the first question that we kind of need to address is, <laughs> is how wrong is it to lie to your kids? Like, not wrong at all. No. Not wrong. Not wrong at all. Not wrong at all. So, circumstantial. So, yeah. so, so we've, we've got an overall consensus that it is acceptable <laughs> to lie to your children. All right. Absolutely. Good. Moving yeah. on. Um, <laughs> Now, now that we've now that we've established that it is acceptable to lie to our kids, the question then is, where are the limits? Mm. Because, like Barbara, you mentioned, you mentioned safety. Yeah. What else? Like, what what yes. other circumstances would you put yourself in to lie to your kids? So I, I do think that, um, you know, just to build up confidence is, is a, a good situation where we can, I don't like using the word lie, but that's kind of what we're doing. You know, telling our children, you know, that's an amazing drawing when it's just a couple of scribbles on a piece of paper. But you don't want to just say, oh, that's that's a terrible drawing because, you know, that's 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 also not a nice, it's not nice. And I think we've got to be careful about the lies that we tell because we also don't want to be putting people and our children into situations where, you know, they think it's then okay to lie um, about certain things. But, you know, there are things like, um, oh, you're doing a really important job right now. And what they're doing is they're, you know, I, I can't even think of an example. Buttering it comes on, you know, it's a really important job. And those kind of little lies, I think, are, are a really important thing to have um, in your life. You know, you, you mentioned something interesting about, um, complimenting a child on their drawing and saying that it's like a really, really interesting or really, really great drawing. Um, mm. What I find interesting is that that might not necessarily be a lie. That might be a really good drawing based on their skill level. Mm. So uh, yeah. really, well, yeah. you might be able to justify your way right out of that. <laughs> That's or, very true. I'm, or, you know what? This is something that Luke taught me to do. Um, he goes, 
don't compliment that our our kiddos drawing on how good or bad it is say ooh i really like that color that you used or mm. wow those squiggles go all over the page or you know just you know some, something like yeah those are really big lines you drew so that it's mm. not like good versus bad it's just like a statement <laughs> it's factual <laughs> yeah a, a literal statement about what we're witnessing <laughs> i guess you also get those kind of uh, you know those lies that you tell that you know no, there's no more chocolate, <laughs> you know, those kind yes. of things, which right. you have to use because otherwise, I mean, I know that my daughter would just, she just stands at the fridge and points at it now. Um, because she knows that's where the chocolate comes from. So we have to tell it there's no more chocolate, even though mummy bought four or five share bars yesterday <laughs> in our weekly shop. So it's, it's kind of thinking, I guess, you know, what is, I guess, the right thing to lie about in terms of, you know, <laughs> otherwise she would genuinely eat chocolate the whole time. Well, that brings up the thing about how much we should share with our children too. <laughs> it brings up the whole thing. I oh, know. Like, <laughs> like, do I want to share this chocolate bar with my child? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> so I have to lie. Mm. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. No, that's fair. Because I mean, you know, lying is is yeah. It's it's sometimes for for their good, but it's also for our good too. Yes, you know, like our survival. Um, I I follow this guy on Twitter. Um, he goes he goes by the the um, handle at Henpecked Hal. I took a screenshot, so I'll put this up on our Insta. But uh, he tweeted simple facts. I'm terrified of my toddler discovering public parks don't randomly close. <laughs> TVs don't run out of batteries. <laughs> There's no actual world record for fastest putting away of toys. <laughs> and and chicken the animal and chicken the food are one and the same. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's going to be a tough one when we get to that stage, I think. Yeah. Um, it's actually interesting you say that, uh, Moretta, because when I was looking at a little bit of research on this topic, there was um, there was this article that I read. And what they did is they um, they had behavioral scientists actually call pro-social lies which are basically lies that benefit somebody else or yourself and I thought that was a really interesting way to put it in terms of you know yeah you've got to have those those end especially when you can't reason with a toddler but then you've also got you know the potential things that we use things like you know Santa to try and promote good behavior um or like the tooth fairy and the Easter bunny those kind of uh, the situations um so I think it's a really interesting one because it's not always you know it, let's use Santa for example when the child might find out about Santa being who he is um and then going to school and then and telling everybody else so it's kind of like how do you then say yes this this is what it is however we need to keep the magic going for the other children like how do you then and that's the whole thing about lies right once you have a lie and it can spiral and you can actually ruin and, and really upset other people when the truth is found out in a certain a certain manner. Yeah, that's a yeah. really, really good point. And you have to remember all the lies too, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Creep up on you. <laughs> I, I, I think the big thing though is that when a parent lies to a child, the majority of the time the intent is not to deceive. The, lying is just a means to an end because you want a result and perhaps telling the truth 
is not going to get what you want. So like, for example, um, you know, just, just the other day, um, you know, we, we let my, my son, um, have some iPad time. And so he has his iPad time and, and after a while we deem, okay, well it's, it's iPad time is done. And, um, he has this unreasonable attachment to the iPad. So he kind of flips his lid whenever we say, all right, finish up time. It's, it's done now. Um, so occasionally we'll have to go, oh, looks like the iPad needs to be charged here. Why don't you finish your game, pass it to me, and I'll make sure that it's full batteries for the next time. Mm. And no, the iPad's been charging all night. It's fine. <laughs> your, your, your little game with the dinosaurs in the submarine is not going to drain the battery for the 20 minutes you played it. But when you are on the iPad for too long, you forget that you need to use the toilet. So mm. that's my limit. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a means to an end. It's, it's not that I'm intentionally going, you know, oh, you, you, you can't see grandpa anymore. Cause he's gone a long, gone on a long vacation, you know, like it's. Yeah. yeah. That's not cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's no. that one. That's a big difference. Yeah, absolutely. I actually found one online the other day that I wish um, I had found when Mitchell was quite young, um, would have come in really, really handy. Um, you may be past this. Not sure, Moretta. Okay. Barbara, totally use this. Oh, okay. <laughs> what lie can we tell our children? <laughs> great. It's awesome. Um, I like using lies for convenience. Um, no, I, I screenshot it. So um, this lady says, when my children were very little, three or four maybe, and woke with a nightmare, I told them that their brain gave them a scary dream to wake them up because they had to go to the toilet and their brain didn't want them to wet the bed. After they went to bed, after they went to pee, I told them their brain would let them sleep now with no more scary dreams. It worked so well that they would wake from a nightmare, go to the toilet and then go back to bed without calling me. Wow. Ah. How cool is that? That's That's interesting. I knew that. They're the kind of lies that that are completely acceptable. Correct. Yeah, because then they're not traumatized by these nightmares. No, they're like, okay, it's just my brain telling me I need to go to the toilet. Okay, then I'll go do that and go back to bed. How cool is that? That's really good. That is a pro-social lie. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Similar to the pro-social lie I used when he was little and we used to be on on airplanes and I used to tell him that the um, stewardesses would – be watching him to make sure he was asleep and they would walk up and down the aisles to make sure the babies were asleep. But if they weren't asleep, they would yell at them. So every time Stuart S would start walking down the aisle, they'd be like, she's coming, she's coming, she's coming. And he would put his head down and go to sleep. It was great. <laughs> Hence his lifelong fear of flight attendants. <laughs> we're past that now. He knows they bring the food and the drinks. Oh, right? okay. All right. Then it's yeah. fine. Yeah. Also, I haven't traveled for a very long time. Oh, yeah. Mm, yeah. <laughs> It's um, it's actually a really interesting one. You say that that kind of fear one, um, because I remember um, my being told by um, a friend of mine that's a police officer that so many parents kind of use the police as a fear tactic. You know, oh, if you do that, the police are going to come and arrest you, kind of mentality. Mm-hmm. Whereas actually, what that's actually doing is it's instilling fear in the police mm-hmm. when the police is there to the police are there even to you know help the, uh, the community and and be that uh, that good person. So I think it's a really interesting one as well. You know what we tell our our children in terms of um, 
that kind of, you know, because you do sometimes you're like, you are going to get arrested. Or my mum used to use it, you know, if you don't behave on a bus, the bus driver's going to throw you off the bus. <laughs> you know, and I used to be terrified of the bus driver for so long. Because I thought, you know, it, it didn't change my behaviour on the bus. I just used to be more scared of the bus driver. <laughs> um, it's, yeah, it's a really interesting one where we use fear as a kind of way to to handle, handle children as well. I didn't um, even think about that. That's really interesting. Well, one lie that I remember my dad always telling me, and it's something really interesting because it's only something I thought about in the past couple of years. So it was never, the lie was never told to me that it was a lie. It was never, it was just not mentioned again, was um, when I was probably about six or seven and my sister and I used to be, we used to do some long car trips and we'd put the light on in the car. Yes. And my dad, my dad always used to say, and I think this is quite a common one, especially from Carmel's reaction, that it was illegal to have the yes. inside light on a car. And we just kind of accepted that, that that is what it is. And it was only a couple of years ago when I was scrolling through social media and reading those random stories about what people say to you, how lies and things. And I went, oh, my God, it's not illegal. (laughs) (laughs) I did the same thing. It's madness. Like, it's not illegal. Oh, okay. And I hadn't even thought about it because my dad never, ever told me that actually this was a lie that we told you because I can't see properly at night. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't see properly at night if the, if the light's on. This is very, very funny, very interesting. And that's, that's funny because that's actually, um, my dad told me the truth is he goes, don't turn it on. I can't see. <laughs> there. Yeah. Pretty straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. You were oh, a much better child than I was. Oh, I was not a good <laughs> child. Me too, right? <laughs> Okay. I don't, I don't know if it's just my short stature, um, that I'm saying this, but how did you guys reach the light if you were had your seatbelts on? I couldn't reach the light with my seatbelt on. Yeah, no, before, before we, uh, we started driving. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Like if we wanted to read our books, cause there was no iPads or phones yeah. available at that time. <laughs> Way back um, in the olden days. Yeah. Back in the olden days. Um, but it, yeah, I can't, no, well, I'm, I'm physically sitting it. in my chair now trying to reach a ceiling that doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, we had two because we had we had the whole minivan thing going on. So there was oh. the one at the front and then there was the one that was above our heads. And when you're sitting in a, a seat, it pushes you up. I don't know. Huh. We never had, I think it was probably, we used to ask her, like, can we put the light on so I can read? And he'd be like, no, it's illegal to have your lights on. <laughs> oh, okay. And we just accepted it. Because, you, know, you never think that your parents are lying to you, do you? And I think that's the other thing. Like when you find stuff out, you're like, hang on, dad, I just found this out 20 <laughs> years later. <laughs> it's not illegal to have a light on in a car. So it's, oh. it's, um, so when we find out these things, like, you know, 20 plus years later, we kind of laugh about it and roll our eyes. Like, you know, ah, you old man, what are you doing? <laughs> but my question is, what if you find out your parents are lying when you're still a kid? Like, mm. like, uh, Carmel, you've got, is, is he 11 or is he 10? He is almost 11. He's almost, we'll just call him 11. We'll just round up. He's 11 so, going on 37. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, does he still believe in Santa Claus? No. No, we're done. And that was, um, it, it's funny, we had that conversation this year, recent, or last Christmas, um, about making sure that, um, you know, I read a great story about once, you know, once they found out that he then becomes Santa. Because Santa was about the magic and the and keeping it alive and giving gifts without um, expecting to be thank you, you know, getting you know 
doing it out of the kindness of your own heart and, you know, explain that Santa was a, was a theory and a magic and, and all of that. So he, and, and he was brilliant um, to most degrees because, you know, he would go into a room and he'd be like, I know, <laughs> to all the adults. And we're like, shut the room. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so he is aware of all that now. And it was school. Yeah. School. Yeah. And he, he had slowly been cluing on. You could, you know, over the, you know, the year or so leading up, he would say things. And I, I remember the year before was, um, you know, can, you know, is Santa real? Um, and I said to him, you can only ever find out once. So I'm going to ask you a question first. Do you want the truth or do you want the magic? And he went, no, nah, I want the magic. I went, okay then. And that was it. I just shut oh. that conversation down there. So well, I but, knew that he knew. He knew. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and but, that's kind of nice is that you had the conversation without actually having the conversation. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And, and so he we made kept that choice. magic alive. Yep. I love that. That's a great way to do it. And you know, I don't understand how parents even keep up the charade of Santa these days because I mean, you know, schools being so multicultural, there's probably like, you know, mm -hmm. half a dozen, um, you know, different mm -hmm. religions and oh, really, you know, none of the religions actually believe in Santa. It's just a, you know, ethereal. Coca-Cola. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Coca-Cola yeah. believes in Santa. Yeah, and it's 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 Santa's marketing these days, right? So you know, yeah. and and you'll you'll get individuals that that you know don't celebrate Christmas. So mm -hmm. you know, you can't really explain to your kid, oh, you know, Santa only brings toys for certain boys, and you're like, you know, that's just it's that's not acceptable. So yeah, I I think I like the idea that it's magic, and mm. not everybody yep. believes in magic, and that's okay. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah. Before we, we wrap this up, I've got a question. What is the biggest lie that you've told your kids? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> that's a good one. Because <laughs> well, I wasn't you prepped think, for this. I, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to catch you off guard because mm. I, I, I don't, I'm not sure that I've really told a bad lie. Mm. And that's the whole point, isn't it? Is yeah. that these, these aren't bad. Um, honestly, I think um, uh, lies versus so I have a two year old. Obviously, um, I'm not at the stage too much of, of big lies because she doesn't understand um, what that would be. I'm at the stage of bribes, which is <laughs> sit in your car seat and I'll give you a biscuit. Like that's the kind of <laughs> that's where I'm at with 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 also totally acceptable. <laughs> I mean, I would do the same, right? I would sit in a car seat if somebody gave me a biscuit. So yeah. I completely understand where she's coming from. Um, yeah, mine are just kind of small at the moment. Um, and I, th but I think the first big lie that's going to probably happen this year because she will understand a little bit more will be Santa. It will be the, we're getting into Christmas. She'll be nearly three um, and she'll start to really understand that. So that's, you know, it's not that we're tell her that Santa's real, but it's more kind of like Santa's coming. It's, it, yeah. So that, yeah, that's yeah. probably what the first one will be. I'm I'm with you, Barbara. Um, for me, it's Santa and Easter Bunny. Um, yeah, you know, all the others are just like you know little lies, like like what Henpecked Hal was saying is, you know, the TV doesn't have batteries. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm absolutely. And the iPad has a battery life of like roughly twenty three minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 crappiest iPad yeah. you can buy. <laughs> <laughs> 
what's yours? Other than, other than the stewardess. Um, <laughs> that was a good one, though. That was, that yeah. was I mean, it I've worked. had a kid on a flight. You just got to get through it. Yeah. And look, it was, I mean, it was a right or a flight anyway. He was going to go to sleep. And, you know, we took that flight a few times because, you know, you can fly before they're two and don't have to pay for them. Winning, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, you know, and now it, it's it's fine. It's a non-issue. Um, so other than that, it, absolutely, Santa Easter Buddy Tooth Fairy. Mm. We're pretty nice then. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's been things, but nothing so major that, it, you know, it's stuck in my head for yeah, it, life. Nothing's, nothing's <laughs> ruined your child, ruined your their, their trust for you. Mm. There have been it, no exactly. animals that have gone to the farm permanently or anything like that. It's... <laughs> Yeah. All being straight, I'm fa- I'm fairly honest. Um, even you know, mm. even down to you know, and I'm sure this is probably um, you know, another week's conversation. You know, birds and bees, right? Ooh, oh, this yeah. is how it is. This is how it is. Yeah. Well, it 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 had to be. This is how it is, and this is what happened. And it did end up with Mum. Please stop talking now. I never want to speak to you again. <laughs> but, you know, um, and and when I tell the story about um, and, and I will one day um about his birth um i did tell him that story over his birthday last year he asked because okay. it came up because i did mention that it was a celebration of what i went through also um <laughs> that's why you get the and, biggest piece of cake right yeah exactly and yeah. um I'll, I'll keep you hanging on the analogy that he gave for what it was like oh all right yeah um, we're definitely doing that in a future <laughs> yeah but sure. it was uh, i went this is this is what happens this is where you came out of and um there was lots of screaming and yelling and blood and guts and deal with it there we go so yeah it, <laughs> it's it sounds to me like yes lying is acceptable when it is acceptable and sometimes Correct. it's not so- when it's convenient. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to get through the day. Right? <laughs> and when there's chocolate involved. Always when there's Absolutely. chocolate involved. Absolutely. Yeah, that's my, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She ain't here with me. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> Mom has limits. <laughs> chocolate is that limit. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious to see what kind of, uh, what kind of lies our listeners um, have either told their kids or had their parents tell to them. Um, so if you have a whopper of a lie that you want to share with us, join us on social media. You can find us on Facebook or, uh, Instagram at inner pod guys. Thank you so much for joining me for another week. This was really fun. I really enjoyed this episode. Lots of laughs. laughs. (laughs) Fantastic. Well, enjoy your week. Um, and, uh, we will see everybody next week. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye.